Should the Dallas Cowboys explore a trade for defensive end Robert Quinn? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, still still in Dallas, so uh, sorry if the uh, it's not quite the quality of a stu- Studio McCool uh, that we're used to. Uh, but but I, I'm excited because we got questions today, and questions today is, is always fun. I uh, I just heard like the little clicking of your, it must be your spoon in your your coffee and it oh, just made me think God. of uh, get out. It was just like I was just right. going into the, the sunken place of the Cowboys right now. It's, it's the, yeah, exactly. Just uh, <laughs> go deeper into the sunken place, Cowboys. Uh, listen, I've already been there for the Cowboys for the last twenty years, so it's not. Good. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's get to your Twitter questions today. Uh, first one, actually, a couple different people want us to talk about the possibility of the Cowboys trading for Robert Quinn. They pointed out that the Cowboys were willing to give Randy Gregory $14.5 million a year. Robert Quinn actually is scheduled to be paid a little bit less than that over the next three years. The Cowboys, the front office, obviously knows him well. He's unhappy in Chicago. Would you be interested in bringing back Robert Quinn? It's a lot of money. I mean, I know that the Cowboys were willing to pay Robert Gregory. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm getting the names already. Randy Gregory, uh, that same kind of $14 million. But mm-hmm. I, I think that since then, they spent a little bit more of the money that they had earmarked there. I do think that they had a, a certain amount of this free agent money earmarked for rollover into next season so that they can sign guys like Lamb and, and Diggs that are coming up. So... I think the fit makes a lot of sense. I mean, he clearly was was great while he was with the Cowboys. I think he would be a fit for what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know that the trade compensation would be a ton since you know, it looks like Chicago may be trying to move that number off his books, off their books. Uh, I saw a couple uh, beat guys for the Bears say like a fourth round pick is kind of what they're looking for. Yeah, I, I mean that sounds about right. What did we get for him? What? What was the Cowboys traded a sixth round pick for Robert yeah. Quinn, and he ended up getting them back, I believe, a fourth round pick in the comp formula. So, so yeah, they're they're still technically out ahead on on the Robert Quinn book. So uh, you know, look, the trade compensation part of it, it that doesn't really bother me. I, no. I don't necessarily have an issue with giving up a fourth for a proven guy like Robert Quinn, who I think could probably still come in here and give you very solid pass rush. Uh, maybe he had eighteen and a half sacks again. last year. He was really yeah. good. He was, and 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 I don't, you know, and, and sometimes with pass rushers as they get older, it can it starts to get like up and down, and it starts becoming really inconsistent. But I would be willing to take the the risk there. I think the thing that's kind of making me hesitate, think twice about it, is the price tag. Though it's a lot of money. It's almost the rest of what you've got left in, on your cap. Mm-hmm. I know that you have a lot of cap room, but again. I do think that a lot of that is earmarked to roll over next year. So you have, you know, huge reserves to sign some of these big name players that you guys, that we have coming. Up. Yeah. yeah I, I struggle with this one because I do think he's still a really good player. Like the, the player that mm-hmm. I saw last year in Chicago, 
is absolutely worth that money and more. I think the Cowboys would have to pay him like $12.9 million this year. I think it's like 13.1 the following year and 12 the following week. Those are all very reasonable numbers. It's but, just but that's but that's also considering like that's just if we trade for him. I mean, isn't the whole point of the reason that he's holding us that he wants more money? Like I, I'm I'm acting out of ignorance here. I yeah, I mean, I think story. that's so. I, I don't believe he has any guaranteed money left on his deal. So you could theoretically do something like you did with Demarcus Lawrence, where you keep basically the same base salary and just guarantee it for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, yeah. I and. I think there's also part of it too that Chicago's looking at it like, do we? We're already in such bad cap situation. I mean, the, their cap situation yeah. is far worse than Dallas. Can we trade him now, save twelve million because we're not going to win with him anyways this year, and let's just get back some cap space and a day three pick. I, I think that's where Chicago's interested. I don't know. I part of me thinks that this would be a great fit and that the Cowboys wouldn't have to rush Sam Williams out of the field. Darms Armstrong kind of goes right back to being that third defensive end. And you have a great pass rush again. You know, you, you can rotate these guys in and out, but like you mentioned, the Cowboys are saving a lot of this cap space because maybe they want to lock up Dalton Schultz long-term. I think they're looking ahead to CD lamb, Trevon Diggs, Micah Parsons, We'll see about even Tony Pollard next year, who's a free agent. Like, do the Cowboys want to sign him? My guess is that somebody else that feels like they're more in a Super Bowl window, like a right now window, will be interested in trading for Robert Quinn. That's just kind of my guess. I think the trade makes, you know, sense. I mean, as far as like, it's not like completely illogical to suggest that this is a situation that the Cowboys would be interested in because, like you said, veteran pass rusher who's being paid a lot of money on a team that is essentially in the middle of a rebuild doesn't really have a good fit on the team as it is right right now for them they'd rather have the money and try to invest in some young players and kind of build this thing as it grows so it's not all that different from the first time that he got moved when he was with miami remember miami was awful and they were tanking and they just wanted to clear cap space it's not all that different yeah, I mean, if you're tanking, you, you don't want a, a very good pass rusher on your team <laughs> you, yeah. you, you might accidentally win you a game or something. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think it makes some sense that he would be a trade target. I think the reason it doesn't make sense to the Cowboys is specifically they have a lot of people that they're going to try to re-sign next year, and that is part of the reason that you've seen sort of a, an exodus of some of the talent is because they're loading up on cap space so that they can roll it over for next year so that they can make sure that the core of their team uh, stays here and i don't yes. know that they're willing to necessarily kind of give up that extra uh powder to uh to, to go get robert quinn for you know basically what is a, probably a two-year rental i would do it if i was a cowboys because I, I do think he's a difference maker i mean i saw it with dallas i saw it with chicago like if he is somebody that can really rack up sacks and all of a sudden if you have lawrence parsons and Robert Quinn, that's a, I mean, that's the best trio of edge rushers in the NFL, in my opinion. So I would do that because I think he gives you, I mean, I, 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 I really think that he gives you a better shot of, you know, winning the yeah. division this year and going deep into the playoffs. So I would do it. They probably won't. We'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. I agree. Uh, uh, all right, let's take a take a quick break to tell you guys about Blue Now. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile will then handcraft a perfect engagement ring with each ring being one of a kind. 
Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Cowboys listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. That is promo code LOCKDOWN. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and it arrives in a discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right. Next one, Lana. This is a really good question from Ben. He wants to know if you could pick one player on the Cowboys this year to have a better than expectations uh, expectation season, but not unreasonable. Who would it be? Like Dak entering the MVP conversation, Tyron Smith staying healthy, somebody else. What do you think? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Tyron Smith one is 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 a good one simply because. You know, we what we saw last year was that the the neck surgery may have helped some of the back lower chain issues that he has been experiencing year in and year out. Now he did suffer a high ankle sprain that definitely uh, set him back. I think the Cowboys tried to downplay it a little bit and get him back on the field maybe a little bit earlier than he was quite ready for. But I do think that like a year of uh, an off season of not having to deal with the rehab of surgery, not having to deal with the the kind of season in and season out back neck injury stuff that he's having to do normally. I think that, that a, a year off from that uh, could be really rejuvenating for a guy like Tyron Smith. I think we've, we've all resigned to the idea that he's going to be injured, you know, a certain amount of games every year and that he's, he's going to miss a certain amount of time. And a lot of that was based on you know the idea that he had this kind of ongoing back, neck, lower chain issue that seemingly has been not solved, but certainly uh, alleviated quite a bit sure. because he finally yeah. had surgery that he has been putting off for over a decade, basically. So I, I do think that him having a full off season uh, and maybe you know just kind of being able to stay healthier by just you know not. Just, I mean, imagine if, if he hadn't gotten that high ankle sprain, you know, like suddenly we, we potentially are talking about a guy who maybe would have played all 17 games mm. last year. So uh, I'm not suggesting that he's going to de- necessarily do that. I, I just am saying that I think it's there's there's a sense of it's a guarantee that he's going to uh, uh, miss time uh, during the year. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily a. Uh, uh, a foregone conclusion at this point, now that he's had the, the neck and back stuff uh, kind of hopefully cleared up. So I, I could easily see him playing a whole season and kind of going against the grain and what a lot of people have for his level of expectation going into this year. Yeah, that's a really good one. The Dak one is almost too easy, right? It's, it's, uh, it's If Dak becomes an MVP candidate, it means things went pretty well for the Cowboys. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'll give you another underrated one. Um, Neville Gallimore. I yeah. think we all believe Neville Gallimore is a good player who you know didn't stay healthy last year, and not necessarily his fault. He had a broken elbow, um, but if he turns out to be the player that we kind of were anticipating him being this year, kind of going into training camp and in the preseason, I think you suddenly feel a whole lot better about your defense, right? Because I think we kind of know what Osa is as you know a one technique or a zero technique sometimes or wherever they want to play him. If you can actually get somebody in the middle of your defense that can provide pass rush, that's not a liability against the run. We know the edge rushers are going to be good, whether it's Parsons, Lawrence, whoever. If you actually can get a quality pass rushing defensive tackle, 
And we'll be, who's the last Cowboy guy on the inside that you felt really good about their pass rushing ability? Jay Ratliff. I mean, that's probably <laughs> the end. And before that, it was Leroy Glover. Leroy Glover. Yeah. It's one year of Jason Hatcher. Oh, right? oh, oh, David, David Irving for like a handful of games. Like for a four-game stretch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's been a long time. I, I, I do think he's one of the players that we haven't talked about a lot. But if he makes a big leap in year three, which certainly could happen. He's 25 years old now. I think we're thinking totally different about this Cowboys front seven. Yeah, he's one of those guys that when we talked about like you know the, the rumors about his body change, I mean they they seemed outrageous uh, uh, about how much he's weight he's put on and how slim he's gotten. Uh, you know, you've heard that he's up, he's gained. What was the deal that he, we heard that he, he gained, gained sixteen pounds of muscle? Of muscle, and he was at three oh six like last year or something like that. <laughs> So he's like at three, almost three twenty-two. Like, yeah. so if he's if, let's let's say let, okay, let's let's take him at his word or whatever. Let's say he's playing somewhere in the three fifteen to three twenty range, right? If he's playing in that range and he really is playing as athletic or more athletic than he has before, suddenly what you're talking about is a, a pass rush. You know, forget Osa as a zero or a one. Neville Gallimore is your one technique at 320. And when yep. you kick o- o- Osa, it'll kind of appro- more appropriately out uh, outside the guard at the three technique. Now you've got, and, and I, listen, I think Osa is definitely a guy that could be on this list as well. Yeah, I mean, oh, he's yeah. a guy that, yeah. that easily could be having a huge breakout. Nate Tice just put Osa I on, his, had the on athletic his breakout great list. Piece. Yeah. And so I, and I, you know, look, you and I are, are huge Osa fans. We would obviously agree. So if you get a jump, I mean, we've been talking about the idea that, like, what happens if Neville Gallimore takes a jump? What happens if Osa takes a jump? I think that there's a very good chance both of these players take jumps. And if that's the case, yeah, suddenly you don't have just one good pass rushing defense attack. You may have multiple. Uh, and then you combine that with what you've got outside already. I mean, even without Robert Quinn, you've got Paul Parsons lining up out there. Lawrence, you know, we'll see what Williams and, and – and, uh, the rest of the group can do, but I think that you get like two guys who can rush the passer inside suddenly that are, that are threats. Um, you know, and, and Osa was winning pass rush rates at a higher rate than Justin Simmons last year, which is surprising yeah. to see. Yeah. So like, if you can really get them to kind of both of these guys to take a step, suddenly a pass rush that was fearsome last year, definitely becomes more fearsome because it's, it's, you know, the, the, the threat has spread out. The threat is, yep. is all throughout the defensive line. So that is something the Cowboys fans should definitely be hoping for. And I think for me, like a beyond expectations, like if he could be like a five to six sack player, yeah. but have like consistently every game, he's giving you three to four pressures, right? That's not, I don't think that's wildly unrealistic. I think that's probably on the higher end of out, you know outcomes this year, but something like that where you just feel really good about, Hey, he's going to be on third down. He's more often than not, he's going to win his pass rush rep. That's where, again, I think the defense could really improve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, all right. Next question. This one from Goran. He wants to know, is there a chance that Dante Fowler is this year's Coney Ely? What a name. What a recall. A, a name guy. At a pre- yeah. A name ah. guy at a premium position who gets penciled in onto the 53 main roster and in a starting spot but doesn't make the team due to increased depth. What? First of all, congratulations. That is quite a call. Wait, like Cody, Ely. Cody Ely. Uh, man, I, I think of Cody, Cody, he was a Missouri passer. He was, was he? yeah. Him yeah. and Michael Sam play together. Yep. Yeah. Did he end up at Carolina or something like that? Yep, eventually? He did. And then he, he, he was with the jets for a little bit. 
Signed with the uh, yeah, signed well, with the Cowboys and, and didn't even make the fifty three man roster. Well, well done, Gore the God Butcher or whatever the whoever Gorin, was the kid yeah. with Gore. Uh, yeah, uh, County Ely. So yeah, I think that that's you know that's what you hope for, right? Is that is that the Cowboys suddenly are so uh, filthy rich in pass rushers that they uh, they don't need the the veteran that they just signed. Uh, and that's not, to me, that, that, that's not to say that we don't want Dante Fowler to work out. We no, do because no. you know he's a really good player. But if if Sam Williams looks so good in training camp and Dorrance Armstrong finally starts to be the player that we th- were thinking, and Chauncey Golston is taking you know that backup spot from Demarcus Lawrence, that's how something like this plays out. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two ways that Dante Fowler doesn't make this team. Either things went really really wrong for Dante Fowler. Or things went really, really right for right for all the, the rest of the edge rushers on this team, you know, and he became expendable and unnecessary. So, uh, yeah, I think if that were to happen, that is that is certainly a possibility. You have, I mean, that that's the thing that happens when you have so many numbers to answer the solution, right? You have like you've got Williams, you've got you know Armstrong, you've got Golson, you've got all the if you, when you have all these numbers, if two or three of these guys take a jump. Uh, suddenly, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily become quite as as uh, important that you have Dante Fowler on the team, and suddenly he becomes an insurance policy that you may not need the insurance on. Yeah, the, the, I wouldn't be shocked if that happens because I think what we've seen from Dante Fowler is very inconsistent from year to year, and you're hoping that Dan Quinn can kind of unlock what we saw with the Rams. But I mean, the player that we saw at least last year, I could see being cut. Like I. We're hoping for more, but I would not. It would not shock me if all of a sudden we're doing a show on September first that the Cowboys have, you know, waved Dante Fowler. It's certainly possible. Yeah, or maybe if let's say the possibly the best case scenario is that all these guys have a great training camp, and maybe you flip Fowler for like a, a late round pick or something like that. Yes, I would. We'll see. Um, that's one where I think you're going to have an idea early in camp yeah. what's going on, like. I don't know. It just some of these guys you just can tell right away. Like, oh, Fowler doesn't have the juice that he had in 2016. Like, it's just who, gone. Who or it's hey, he he beat Tyron Smith on back to back reps. Like, it's pretty clear he's got some some athleticism still left. Well, so, well, no. Was it Ha Ha Clinton Dix? Who was the safety yes. that that yes. Jason Witten was like? Get this guy off the field. Yeah. Like, there are there are guys like that that just show up and it's like it's clear right away. This guy's dumb. Can't play. Yep. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net also has MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. We also want to tell you about our uh, live NBA draft show. We've Not only do we have just one on the Lockdown Network, we've got over 30. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA Draft Night. So if you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live on NBA Draft Night. All right, a couple more questions. A couple of these are kind of fun. Uh, First one from Jay. We'll we'll run through a lot of these. Uh, Will the offensive line be better than they were in 2021? Just yes or no? 
win. <laughs> like, let's that, say that's... let's say by the end of the season. Do you think they'll be better? Assuming guys I, I, stay relatively healthy. I think so. I do think that they will be better um, because I think that by the time of that year, you're, 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 I mean, this is all kind of hinged on hopes, but I mean, we're projecting at this point anyways. I think if, if you could get Tyler Smith up to speed on what he's doing, I think he's immediately going to provide a, a more stout player in the middle. Uh, I think that they'll be able to use him in ways that kind of will limit his, his issues. Uh, I think that the way that he will be able to be leveraged in the run game and, and, and providing a strong front of the pocket, I think he will be an upgrade to where Connor Williams was at that point last year. Hopefully the question then becomes how much further does the center position kind of advance yeah. from yeah. here and there? Uh, you know, so I think there is a good, I, I feel much more confident that the center position will be better than it was at that point last year, because I see a player that I know is an NFL player in Tyler Biotish. And I, I am betting on the fact that he will improve. And if he doesn't improve, that somebody that is in there will be an improvement on where he was last year. So I, I, that's I think I'm there's at. a chance that the offensive line is more consistent from game to game. I'm just, I don't think the ceiling is there because like Lyle Collins, if he's healthy and playing well, he's just a better player than Terrence Steele. Like we even saw like in the 49ers game last year, I thought Collins was incredible. And I think Connor Williams is at least right now, a better player than Tyler Smith. We'll see long-term, but I, I think when he's playing well, and he's not getting, you know, he's not losing because of power. I think he's a pretty solid starting guard. But I do think some of the consistency week to week stuff could be better this season. I think the thing with Connor Williams versus Tyler Smith is that you're choosing your way of wanting to have a, you're choosing your weakness, right? Yeah. Like with Connor Williams, it's pretty clearly strength. And with Tyler Smith, it's pretty clearly technique up until he can advance that. I think Tyler Smith's weakness will get will go away. Whereas it, I don't know that Connor Williams's weakness is, you know, literally literal weakness is, is getting much better. So, and the other part of it too, it to me is that, you know, I just feel like they chose this weakness because I feel like this is a better fit for what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Probably. Like, I, I, and so I feel like maybe the offensive line isn't universally better like for every team, but I think that they will be better for what the Cowboys want to do on offense at, by the end of the year than they were. They were in a bad position at the end of the year where they wanted to run the football and they just didn't have any junk in the trunk to move anybody off the line in the middle of that of defense. No. They just didn't have anybody who could move, just play this defensive lineman interiorly. And so that made an inside zone and outside zone a problem. Uh, and, and as good as Leo Collins played at times, uh, it didn't matter for much if like they were getting blown up inside a bunch. So yep. uh, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's a great question. It's something that I think about a lot, you know, honestly, and, and, and it's, and they, it could go a whole bunch of different ways and it's all hinging on, you know, how individuals grow as players uh, on a couple different spots. So it's, it's pretty complicated math, but I, I do think the Cowboys have a shot of being a better offensive line this season. Uh, next one from Rich. Uh, do you guys think that the Cowboys will add a veteran wide receiver to the group uh, before training camp? Before training camp? No, I don't know that they'll ma- – I mean, I don't know. Unless they know something that we don't know about some of this other stuff like James Washington's situation or whatever, uh, I would imagine that they wouldn't immediate before training camp because I feel like, again – they're going to want to see their guys before they they're they're willing to sign a contract with another veteran guy. So and I I also don't think <laughs> I don't think Will Fuller, 
Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, T.Y. Hilton love training camp, especially yeah. at their age. Yeah. So they're they're not interested in doing the grind in late July, you know. But we get to August fifteenth. Yeah. You know, that's when yeah. I think that and we kind of know at that point, hey, Simi Fahoku's still a long ways away. TJ Vasher's two years away from being ready. That's when you start having the conversations. But now I don't think it makes sense. Um, the very the very key but, part of that question was before training camp. I think yeah. during training camp, maybe, maybe. Not, probably yeah. not before. Yeah. I also was uh, looking over uh, a thing that Ian Rappaport tweeted today. Did you know that the PUP uh, got reduced from six games, the in season PUP, to four games for Michael? So that's relevant for Michael Gallup. So if the yeah, Cowboys want to stick him on PUP, um, only missing four games might be the best way to protect himself and the Cowboys long term. Just something interesting to think about. Uh, that is something something to keep in mind for all the math for that because we yes. don't really know what Gallup's status is. I mean, if I would say that if there's any chance that he could play after two or three games, they probably won't put him on pup. But if there's, I mean, if it doesn't look like it's going to be close, there's no reason not. But to. But it, it also could be a way to stash a guy, right? Because absolutely, yeah. if 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 it's going to be, you know, he's going to miss two games and it's whether he's ready for that third game or the fourth game, you might feel like, you know what, let's just give him the extra time, have him ready by October. And this way we can keep both Simi Fahoku and TJ Vasher who look good in training camp. And, you know, we can kind of stash him for a, a while and see how they perform, you know, when we get to actual games. So, um, just something to consider. It makes that option a lot more palatable for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Six games is a lot Four, yeah. you can handle. Yeah. Um, all right. Last question from Robbie. He said, I was a huge fan of the Best Coast Boys podcast. He wants to know, Landon, will there ever be another episode? You know, the the problem is that the two guys who do that podcast are are incredibly and increasingly busy. I don't know if you guys have been following John Owings' burgeoning career, but he is also insanely busy being a a editor of PFF and and being just an all-around awesome dude on Twitter. Uh, You know, I... I love it too. It certainly was a great outlet for, for us to kind of freestyle on stuff a little bit more, but it's become increasingly more difficult to, to, to produce the podcast. So it's hard to say maybe I, I you know, I think likely what's increasingly going to happen is that, you know, maybe John and I will pop on for a random podcast here and there, there just go. to kind of, that's, kinda that's all we wanted to hear right yeah. there. So there, yeah. you, you might see in your notification, one new episode of best yeah. of just unannounced. Uh, that'd be fun. <laughs> Every two years or something like that. <laughs> We're like the uh, Olympics, right? Yes. There you go. Uh, the, yeah. Every four years. Just Every four years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Oh, it's one of my favorite podcasts. I miss it. So we'll, we'll have see. you on as a guest next time then. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Robbie, I'm uh, I'm rooting for it. So we'll we'll see. Maybe we'll try to talk him into it. But all right. <laughs> that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in and making Locked On Cowboys your first listen of the day. Now make the ultimate NBA mock draft your second listen. They've got over 50 NBA insiders, uh, draft experts from the Locked On NBA Big Board. Uh They've got five shows out right now getting you ready for the NBA draft. Go check that out uh, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you get the Locked on Cowboys podcast, Odyssey app, Google Podcasts. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube. Now we are there every day posting videos up uh, up on the site. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of the show. We'll see you guys then.